this Nutra Ingredients podcast, I'm Shane Starling in Brussels at the European Parliament where I've just uh, sat in on a workshop uh, which is titled The Facts Behind the Health Claims Assessment Controversy and um, one of the um, MEPs here today, there are about 20 or so and their representatives was Marianne Harkin who is an Irish MEP and an opponent of the Nutrition and Health Claims Regulation. Um, Marianne, you asked a couple of questions today about um, the way the regulation is being interpreted and whether it's meeting its aims. Were you satisfied with the answers you received from the Commission and from EFSA? No, I was not happy with the answers I received um, because I voted for this regulation and as a legislator I expect the intent of the legislation to be carried through by the Commission and EFSA. That's part of their function and their job. And we have different types of claims we ha and they're all under what we call Article 13. And the, the general claims. The general claims. And uh, under Article 13, what they say is that these kind of general function claims do not have to undergo procedures in Articles 15 to 19. And they are how it's submitted and dossiers and all of that. And those claims refer to disease reduction or children's health. And obviously, they, they have a different type of procedure. So, now, so that's the Article 14 claims? Yes, that's the Article 14 claims. Now, if you look at Recital 26, the intent of the Parliament is very clear here. Recital 26 says that health claims, other than those referring to the reduction of disease risk and children's development and health, based on generally accepted scientific evidence, should undergo a different type of assessment and authorisation. Now this is very controversial because this is one of the major arguments about the regulation. Basil Mathiodakis from the Commission today said that that's not the case, that all claims will be assessed in the same way. At the same level. And At indeed, the same level. Yeah, indeed. Um, he as head of unit and his director general at a previous meeting, uh, environment committee meeting, made the point that while the administrative procedures were different, and of course we accept that and, and we, we recognise that because that's, uh, you know, that's written into the legislation itself, she said that the scientific assessment was the same, yet Recital 26 quite clearly says that the assessment should be different. So therefore, I, I understand EFSA have a big problem. I understand it's, they were absolutely snowed under with the number of claims. It was like a tsunami hitting them. So therefore, they left the, the same level of assessment for all claims, yet that was never intended by the legislature. I think we have opened a can of worms that EFSA and the Commission would have much preferred were remained closed. And another bombshell here today, even though from reading the legislation one might expect that that's what would be the, the outcome. When I asked Basil about uh, Article 6, which refers to food operators, and obviously a food operator could be somebody who would own a health food store or whatever, and Article 6 states that a, a food business operator making a nutrition or health claim shall justify the use of that claim. In other words, you must have the backing. So if you own a health food store in Birmingham or in Dublin, and somebody comes into your store and they ask you about cranberry juice, for example, that has got a negative opinion, are you allowed to say to that person, well, I believe, or in my experience, or from what my colleagues tell me, or I know that cranberry juice is of help in certain situations and for certain problems that you might have? 
according to the, the regulation or the legislation, that can't happen. And when I asked Basil about that, he talked about two things. He said, number one, it was up that the Commission really didn't have responsibility. That was up to national authorities. All I can say to that is, forget it. I have seen time and time and time again where the Commission will take national authorities to task because they do not implement the regulation as it's written. It happens all the time. There are hundreds of cases in the European Court of Justice. So he cannot slide out of that one. And the other comment he made was that there are tricks that can be used, uh, such as perhaps an article in a newspaper or photocopying an, an article in a newspaper. Is that what we are asking health food operators to resort to? This is a minefield. It will be impossible to implement, and it's only by turning a blind eye that many of those shops can continue to operate. We cannot let a piece of legislation like this emerge from, with the Parliament's consent, because we are the last line right now that can say yes or no to this. Shane Starling for Nutri Ingredients in Brussels at the European Parliament. <laughs>